Good evening, you're listening to Dialogues on 3CR Community Radio. I'm Joe Raleigh, and this evening I'm joined by Dan Warnham. Dan, how's it going? Yeah, really good. That's such a great song. How did you hear about that song? Um, my God Has a Telephone came to me uh, via the medium of a text message. But it resonated with me in the sense that all the all the tracks I chose um, tonight in, in terms of what you asked... Um, there are actually modern tracks that hark back to an era of essentially bygone times where, you know, there was more of a storytelling aspect to music and music, musical composition. And um, that's the way they all resonate with me yeah, is yeah. that they could represent something that we weren't a part of but that can become enjoyable. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's something that we've we've lost in modern day uh, kind of commercial music yeah. telling. Definitely. So is there something about um, songs with stories and narratives that, that you are particularly drawn to? Like, do, will you really listen to what's being said in a song? I think, yeah, I, th- I think I, I would listen to what's being said. I think that's the fundamental element of the storytelling culture that we have that has borne out so many different variations of music. And it it still does that to this day in terms of the subcultures that it creates. For instance, um I I'd thought about including some some like grime artists from the UK yeah. uh in tonight's music. You know, um just from the perspective that they represent a whole era not within their just within their musical uh, genre but within their socio-geopolitical era as well yeah and those things often become very reflective of the society that they're living in at that time right yeah and i think you know some of the some of the tracks that we'll go on to to listen to really reflect in the community those people grew up in and the the references they have yeah and that that that's essentially what music is it's a it's a feeling that's created for a generation right um who are able to create that music yeah i think that's that that's the most that's the most important thing and i think that's what's really being lost in modern day chart music where you have a essentially a focus on the creation of money or ticket sales yeah and no, not so much focus on a genuine storytelling culture yeah. The, just yeah appreciating that that kind of artistic power and function that like a song can have which is really interesting so, so you're saying that sort of a song is something that can distill the kind of culture that's surrounding it and then kind of just project it out in a distilled way almost yeah and i don't think it's even necessarily in an uh in an active conscious way yeah it's a um it's a way that's just a consequence of how people you know not necessarily youth but like anyone who's musically driven yeah is feeling in that time and often the best music is driven out of you know quite significant emotional crises or um strong emotional feeling yeah and that that's what generates subculture you know yeah, if you yeah. look through all of those all the subcultures be it you know 
punk or soul or whatever it is you know be it you know dubstep or be it grime it it's always driven by the experiences of that group of people within their time and it's and it's their expression of of their experiences it's just a way of expressing themselves which is always going to in some way reflect or relate to or comment on the context within which the artist is is operating i guess exactly and i think that's why um something like grime music in the uk would be so uh relatable it's not that i uh grew up in those societies which you know those um areas which gave rise to grime music but i can certainly uh, reflect on the things that they're talking about within that genre yeah and i can really see where they're coming from yeah in terms of what's going on in the in the united kingdom and that's that's also reflected in what i see in the subcultures of australia with you know shoegazy psychedelic rock and pop and how that relates to the fantastic kind of environmental and socio geopolitical environment that people are growing up in in australia despite despite there also being problems here you can see where that comes from yes absolutely and that and and that's what makes it relatable i guess in my perspective yeah all right well okay we'll have to come back to that but let's let's play sadness do you know anything about the kind of context? So this is early 90s? It, it's in the early 90s yeah. and it was um, a song uh, driven by a fusion of uh, kind of dub and Gregorian chant music that became hugely successful throughout Europe. So <laughs> It's a potent combination. <laughs> <laughs> oh, rare. <laughs> Oh, amazing. We, we shred and then we, and then we chant. <laughs> you know, such a good song. I, yeah, I didn't realise before this evening that I was actually familiar with this song, but it's, it's so good. It really takes me back to um, just being in my, my like family living room as like a six-year-old and just like lying on the floor in the living room with this music playing. <laughs> really takes me back to being a vulnerable medieval monk about to be invaded <laughs> horrendously by the you know by the D- the danes in with a their, previous life yeah with their with their really strong gods and um you know uh, horrific uh, violent tendencies that's that's where it, that's where it takes me so relating back to your previous point about music um kind of being an expression of the surrounding culture what the heck was going on with, with like whoever was creating this song and what are they expressing and also like serious question how how does someone make a song that has uh that is so unique and has the kind of lifespan that this song has when so many songs are just completely forgotten like what is what like alchemy is happening there as someone who makes music yourself well uh, jay that's the million dollar question and if you do have the answer please put it on a postcard and send it to my uh send it to my um my summer address uh where i work with my aunt um yeah i it's really difficult to say isn't it you know i think it's always going to be a whole amalgamation of various uh 
intricacies of someone's experience and what they've you know the maybe the vinyls or the records that they've dug through in their life and definitely looking at the the more interesting characters i've met who make music they probably don't think about it in the same ways that we do they you know they focus in on those individual tones or those sounds or those things that are probably probably we don't we don't listen to but when when cultivated in a way that brings them together in a whole song yeah that, that it's real a real magic yeah i suppose it's different it's obviously very different listening to a song and appreciating it uh a different that, that's different uh to actually being inside the head of the person who makes it and the sort of creative journey that they go on to arrive at that point <laughs> you know maybe they have an impression of they have a sort of vague nebulous impression of the kind of thing that they're after but you, you really don't know what it's going to be like or what the effect of that product is going to be like until you actually arrive at it. And the illusion when you listen to a song is that that, that just sort of arrived fully formed in the, in the artist's head, which I guess it does in very rare occasions actually sometimes happen. You know, when people have <laughs> yeah. dreams about certain riffs that they wake up and really desperately try to remember and then write down and it becomes an amazing hit. But like, obviously that's only, you know every now and again every 0.1 percent of the, yeah. the music art but yeah. I, yeah i think um the way i'd i'd probably um think about it is uh, uh, a fascinating friend of mine once said you should just stand in the shower and imagine you're the first person that's created this song and sing it or hum it as if you've made it yeah. and i think that that that's when songs really resonate to you. I can imagine myself in the shower singing Sadness uh, and just going wild for the the creativity that's within it. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if I did that with <clears throat> other um, new songs that are popular, in, yeah. or, you know, quasi-popular in uh, modern day culture, I don't feel like I'd maybe you couldn't do it with those songs because they're, they're so kind of weirdly uh kind of manufactured and artificially like rendered that they're, they're so formulaic that actually it's a bit inhuman and like a bit kind of jangling and jarring to even imagine like the mind that would come up with this thing. <laughs> yeah you, you'd almost have to imagine yourself as a, a metaphysical uh being like you are Simon Cowell imagining <laughs> yeah. a new band and you're singing a song that right. you've made yeah. but in a whole new style of a band that's not yet been created yeah, yeah. like so it's yeah you, you're more... like, no, nobody wants to do that at first thing in the morning <laughs> absolutely not I, I think you'd, you know especially when you're covered in tea tree oil <laughs> yeah you just uh, you know you, you've done your daily tea, tea tree um, routine and then suddenly that that's happening to you and I, I yeah I'll I'd be worried. I'd be worried for you. <laughs> that is concerning. But no, that's really interesting um, piece of advice to say, listen, like pretend that you're the person who's created this already created piece of artwork and imagine empathically what that might feel like. So it's almost reverse engineering. It's like this is the feeling that you're going for. And then now go off and try and replicate that on your own somehow with with your own song is is that the sort of thing that that friend was driving at with that piece of advice do you think i think so i mean you know as someone who makes music as a hobby um you can create a piece of music that 
to yourself sounds fantastic. Yeah. But it's because you've gone on that creative journey of making it. But then to someone else, they might be highly critical of it because it's, right. you know, yeah. not that particularly interesting or it hasn't got a huge musical diversity. And I've recently been taking lessons with a, um, uh, in regards to like guitar and singing with, with, with someone who's very versed in the ideas of, uh, you know, I guess music, just musical composition mm -hmm. and, um, they have instilled in me the idea that you have to think about the person who's listening to that for the first time who hasn't gone on that journey. Mm. And it's that the balance you're trying to create within within those chord structures and within the undulations of the music that make it interesting to someone else, not just you yeah. as someone who's, you know, you're the privileged artist who's going... Oh, look at what I've created! It's it's such an incredible thing. Yeah, I, I think you have to destroy and smash that arrogance that you might have. Not, yeah. I, I definitely have never had that. Um, yeah, you know, I've always kind of probably yeah, denigrated my music to uh, <laughs> to the nth degree. Yeah, but I think if you if you approach it from that aspect of saying, well, you, how is someone going to enjoy this? just listening to it from the first opportunity yes. they don't know the journey <clears throat> you know it's it, it, it's like anything you do if you if you write a book and you um it's a fantastic story but if you don't engage the reader with how that with how that narrative came to be yeah you, you you're not gonna transmit the message of what yes. you're trying to say unless you have an incredible back catalogue and people know who you are and and they you know you're kind of bona fide and they'll they'll be very generous you know unless you're like james joyce uh, and you've got this like body of work people aren't going to yeah. give you that time of day like you do actually have to capture people's interest within the first few bars i guess in the sense that the first 10 pages of a screenplay they say are the most important because that's when people decide whether or not they can be bothered to actually watch the rest of the film yeah and i think uh, i mean we're going even more in the direction of the first 10 pixels of a uh, a meme or a you know yeah, right. a, a, yeah, yeah. A, a, an instagram video uh, <laughs> at the breaking point as to whether Definitely. someone can bear to <laughs> to to uh, even approach the final message of what you're trying to say yeah well on that point i think you know we've talked a bit about your your own experience of making music so maybe we should play one of your songs i well, i hor i feel horrible about that but i mean <laughs> You know, we can, we could, we might as well trial a low-produced, low-fi version of a song that I've made. Um, that's by no means complete, but it, I guess, harks to things that I've seen within music that resonate for me, mm. and I've tried to recreate. And I, I, I think that's that's what I was talking about in terms of the the individual pretending to be that person in the shower coming up with a song for the first time yeah because whether this song sounds good to you as a listener uh which it should uh but no, it it that's not the point it's the point is that you can enjoy music through your own creation without it having to be a finished article by any means you can you should be able to enjoy music through whatever you create 
as yeah. a consequence of the experiences you've had from music. And yeah. that's, I think that's what's really fascinating about uh, the human obsession with music. Yeah. It, it is that you can interpret it in your own way and yes. you always will do. And yeah. it's, it's very personal and it, it doesn't really matter what you create, but it, it matters that you enjoy the experience. Definitely. And what's this track called? It's called the romance all right and you the recording name is different to your name isn't it for this song oh uh, yeah it's um it's uh travis petrarca on the ambient all right De Romance by Travis Petrarca, aka Dan Warnham, who's joining me in the studio. This is Dialogues on 3CR Community Radio. And this evening, Dan has selected a few different songs for us to listen to. Um, a few of them have been relatively recent songs. One of them, Sadness by uh, Enigma, uh, is from the early 90s. And we're just sort of talking around those different music choices and uh, 
Yeah, that was that was really nice. That was like a lovely ambient song as as you described it. Um what was the context that that you wrote that song in? Well, well that's, thank you for your kind words, Jay. That's it's, it, like I I think it was um essentially writing music and making music no matter what the production quality or whatever the um the outcome of it was was to um you know escape certain anxieties i was having and you know i was definitely drawn to it from a perspective of uh, a place where i was having difficulties within my own mind and it was a place where i could escape to just to create something that was relaxing to me to not only go on the journey of oh how do I make this sound or how do I make you know this um the, you know this undulate through the through the mix or what, whatever it was um I think it was an opportunity to just escape your own my own thoughts and feelings at the time and that mm. that was re- that was really important to me you know that's I think and I think that theme of music musicianship is is true for a lot of people and it doesn't and that's that's what i encourage in like anyone i talk to would just be to create music no matter where it it doesn't matter whether it, it doesn't have to be worthy of a, um, a record deal it's just something that you can create for yourself and for people around you if you so mm-hmm. wish to share it that can be enjoyed and yeah. it can be uh, the soothing. It can be uh, an escape. It can be an escape, and mm-hmm. I think that's really, really uh, important for me. And I, I, I once um, was speaking to a friend of mine who's um, like a fairly, fairly successful musician um, who has, you know, gone from gone from strength to strength, and he always talks about things between um you know our kind of soundcloud uh uh exchanges where he said you know i like i love the ability of that you have to just upload a track um that's not necessarily completed but something that you've worked on that you want to share share or you want to reflect upon and i think that's what's really important about it it's just like it's not something that has to be polished it's not something that has to be completely rendered um ready for consumption Mm. it's just something that you can sit down and you can make for half an hour and that that track that you've made over half an hour you can just publish and look back upon and your your pals can listen to it and say oh you know i really like that sound within it and then they can take it off and it starts a new journey within something they're making mm. and that, that that's what's really enjoyable about it and i think um more people could benefit from if mm. they engaged with that process. yeah and i feel like that uh contrasts with a lot of impressions we get on a day-to-day basis about the kind of things that we can consume i.e that things have to be really polished or um branded or presented within a certain package in order for it to be consumed um because that is the form that that most things take within the kind of mass media that we all use and log into every day there there seems to be less of that you know non-mainstream or more underground subculture type 
uh, stuff that we were talking about. Obviously, all of that stuff exists, but somehow it does seem to be superseded or steamrolled over uh, by by the the more kind of loud in your face uh, kind of alarming stuff that that we're subjected to on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I I totally agree agree with that sentiment, and it 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 shows in things that you know inverted commas come out in the wash and that's um i guess related to in one of the other tracks that I selected which was um so soldier by number one dads and they're they're a melbourne a local melbourne uh group um headed um uh by um a, cer- a certain individual within them who you know wasn't afraid to fail initially and that's that's where the the name came out of it was like it started off as dads and then you know dads maybe wasn't the sound that they'd envisaged and then they became number one dads you know number one and then it's like you know they've they've progressed on to find that sound for themselves and i think that's you know that's really important to be able to like create create ideas and destroy them and move on from them and not be you know um shackled shackled by your ideas of the past and i I think that probably reflects in all aspects of your life if you're able to do that within any hobby not just be it music but um i think music's a good example of Mm -hmm. where you can create and destroy and regenerate and you know traverse and transmit and create something new and i think um the number one number one dads did that really really Mm. you know really really well because they they brought out this whole bunch of um tracks in it's 2014 which they've then gone on to um uh you know uh promote and they i I feel like they've become quite timeless and like if i was if i was someone from melbourne i think that's something i'd reflect on and say you know that's a that's an era and that's something yeah interesting to me yeah and just before we listen to that um do you in terms of that pragmatically in terms of actually making sitting down to make music do you, are there any barriers for you to doing that or or is it always just something that you can turn to and uh it's just easy to begin doing it even if you know not necessarily easy coming up with a song but easy to just turn to or are there any obstacles in the way of just initiating that or kind of maintaining that process i mean yeah i think there's probably a lot of things that would prevent people or one or myself from doing that and i think they can be found in a lot of aspects of life be it self-consciousness or um uh, a fear of failure or a uh, worry that you're almost being uh, self-righteous in that you you could create music that someone else would perceive as you saying oh everyone needs to listen to this everyone needs to hear what I'm what I'm doing but it really actually doesn't matter if the track that you create is just for you or just for a small group of your friends or for a large group of people or for a festival or for, you know, 20 million people on Spotify, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, it's the enjoyment of the process that yeah. needs to be reiterated within our society. And you can tell any story within that. And that's what I would hope to 
see within anyone that I meet, you know, just that you could do that. And that I, I've only really rediscovered that recently. You know, there was a long period, um, probably two years before uh, coming back to music making, maybe two months ago, where I I didn't see the possibilities of that because of X, Y and Z reason, you know, whatever, whatever was going on in my life made me suppress those parts of myself that would allow myself to to fail and to mm. to enjoy the process and you know i think everyone's susceptible to that so mm. it's important to realize that it's always there for you and it, it like like lots of things could be that kind of crutch in life but yeah music specifically is a place you can escape to and yeah and really really enjoy definitely okay so the song is called So Soldier by... The Number One Dads. All right. So Soldier, you're listening to Dialogues on 3CR Community Radio. Such a timeless sounding track, and yet... As as you were saying, this is a kind of contemporary Melbourne-based band. Yeah, I, I think they just they're just drawn on so many years of music and uh, inspiration to create something that just looks back on anything you can think of within your within your life, and if you can connect with that music that's that's what makes it i think that's probably what makes people listening to music yeah. and I, I certainly feel that with that track and when i play it to people they just really you know linked into the ideas behind it and that's what makes us resonate with music yeah. isn't it you know that's what, what are your actually here's a question so what are your listening habits in terms of you know when do you listen and and in what context and and yeah what are your personal habits well i guess i a bit of a product of um you know the 21st century and it, it's going to be a mix of like what's presented to you so you know the experiences you have i went to a festival in bulgaria um with some uh, australian friends and we 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 were there and you know you either one of you're going to find out what you're listening to in one of two ways you're either going to shazam that music or you're going to approach someone and ask them what they're playing yeah. that's oh the second option is obviously probably going to be the more interesting of those um those those possibilities yeah. um i probably i did a mixture of that and actually speaking to um one of the djs and some of the songs they're playing i started to get an idea of their process and how they go about finding that music and it's often actually those people like you might class as like selectors or whatever they're they're not shazamming tunes in bars or whatever which is fine which is equally fine because that opens you up to a new song that you really enjoy but they are actively you know digging through old collections of music or new collections of music to find things that they uh enjoy and can incorporate into their set of songs that they present to people that's interesting so it's a whole activity in itself actually yeah because i suppose that's something that's been going on since music began 
really the, you know, the sharing of music and and the the joy that can that we've all experienced in finding like a new song or a new album or a new artist that you really like it's like oh my god and then you just get to listen to it again and again and again um and there are different ways of doing that and obviously like spotify and youtube and you know whatever other kind of music uh, platforms there are have sort of changed the scene or at least provided a new platform for doing that but but yeah that's interesting that maybe the sort of time honored traditions of going to like you say kind of digging digging things out like actual labor you know, yeah, yeah 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 manual uh, labor. yeah uh, an actual um you know as if you have to mine it out yeah. like a like a, a natural mineral <laughs> yeah. you just you heave it out of the ground <laughs> but i think that that also relates back to the idea that people are you know litigating each other for stealing chord progressions uh, it's yeah. it it ridiculous really isn't it because you if you think back to storytelling music that has just been passed on and on and on through generations it's not something to be um i guess necessarily procured and protected it's something to be shared and developed yeah. obviously you know we live in an age of um where we have to protect our intellectual um uh you know we have to have a certain element of intellectual security if you create some music that's you know maybe potentially your livelihood but also at the same time you have to be flexible to allow that to be recreated and developed yeah. and move on or move on from that and be yeah. sampled and be you know be developed yeah we and yeah in the same way that that whatever great song you've just made is clearly influenced by so many other songs before um, yeah, you're not just the. Uh, you, you haven't just uh, kind of created a, a, nebu a nebulous of uh, no noise in, w in which you've you've suddenly you've come down as a deity and yeah. created like you created melody <laughs> for those people. It's, it's you this know? new like spark of life that, that that's like. But the thing is, but I bet even if that's probably like not even a coherent idea because the reason that songs are good is because you're riffing on known structures in the same way that, you know, film like great films are great because they sort of play with conventions and they, they will like use, um, they, they will kind of gain their power from expectations and the language, which people are already au fait with, which audiences are already familiar with. And they're sort of, you're not creating something completely anew. You're, you're working within a sort of structure mm. in a sense. So I think, yeah, to create something totally new would almost be like playing dubstep to someone from like the 16th century. It would just be, it wouldn't make any sense to them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so out of context, out of context, dubstep. <laughs> Just Can you imagine? transported through time. <laughs> like they're, they're not immediately going to set up a kind of club environment. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Just like have a great time. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're going to be terrified. Yeah. They're going to be, they'll probably worship it as a god. <laughs> they will worship it as a god. And then it will retroactively change <laughs> our future where we look to dubstep gods rather than you know monotheistic <laughs> religious beliefs and that that could create a whole new set of yeah. complex problems for us that you know provide uh equal injustice within yeah. our or society maybe, yeah yeah maybe like climate change would climate change would be averted somehow but, but Cl like climate change would be averted to 
too much of a degree. Honestly, couldn't agree more. Should we, should we have a track? Let's have it. Yeah, let's have a track. I mean, um, I think uh, this uh, track is again in that whole idea of you know something that's created recently. Um, it's um, Julie Byrne uh, performing a track called Natural Blue, um, which is uh, a recent song that that's been produced that carries that timeless appeal that um, we were kind of relating back to Enigma producing sadness you know it's a a natural storytelling that has been lost in the modern narrative of music that we listen to on the charts it's beautiful and that's quite yeah great way to end the show as well so thank you so much for for joining me Dan thank you for having me